So there's this thing called the marshmallow test. It's a research experiment designed to study delayed gratification. It goes back to the 1960s at Stanford University, and it's usually conducted with kids. Now, in the background, you're hearing a researcher conduct the marshmallow test with a group of kids. And I want you to pay attention. Listen to her instructions. You can either eat it now, or you can wait till I get back, and you can have two. Okay? okay. So eat it now, or wait till I get back, and you can have two. And I'll be back in a little bit. If we wait, we, we'll, we'll, you'll get us two? Yep, if you wait, you'll get two. Or you can eat it now, whichever you want. Okay? I'll be back. Okay. Did you catch those instructions? Here's a marshmallow. You can eat it right now if you want. You can go ahead and eat it. But if you wait, if you don't eat it by the time I come back, I'm going to give you two marshmallows well you can imagine it's pretty funny what happens after that these kids are struggling with not eating the marshmallow i mean this is a real temptation for these kids I and mean, they don't know that they're studying delayed gratification through them all they know is that they can eat a marshmallow if they wanted to and they're really struggling with this temptation not to eat the marshmallow now, they did different things to cope and to distract themselves. One kid kissed the marshmallow. Several kids licked the marshmallow. One kid just kind of put his head down on the table and stared at the marshmallow. A lot of the kids smelled the marshmallow. Most of the kids, they'd pick it up and put it back down on the plate. They'd even open their mouth really wide and, and, and just kind of put the marshmallow at the opening of their mouth and then, and then just put it back on the table. Some of them would start to pick at it and and eat just a tiny tiny little piece of the marshmallow one little girl she didn't even wait for the lady to finish the instructions she just got the marshmallow and put it in her mouth An another little girl she got up from the table and and opened the door where the researcher had left and she was looking for the researcher kind of like hey where's my second marshmallow this is taking too long Another kid was banging his head. Most of them were just playing with the marshmallow, just trying to do all kinds of different things to distract themselves so that they wouldn't eat the marshmallow. And, you know, I was watching it and it's funny for a while, but then after a while, it stopped being funny for me for, for this reason. I mean, the kids were still funny, but here's why it stopped being funny for me. It, it made me think about my own struggles with temptations. I mean, I could identify with these kids. They knew that they were going to get something better if they resisted the temptation of eating the marshmallow right now, but it was so hard to do it. And, and I got to tell you, I know that giving into temptations isn't right. It's not good. And if I resist the temptations that face me on a daily basis, if I resist them, something much better is going to come my way. But it's hard to resist temptation. And I'm guessing that I'm not alone on this. So... In this episode of the Christian Bro Code Podcast, we're going to talk about something that every bro can relate to, temptation. And here's the question I want to ask you. We know that giving into temptation isn't good. So then why is temptation so hard to resist? get started you're listening to the christian bro code podcast a discipleship podcast for men dedicated to adding value to your spiritual growth with your host mario escobedo 
Hey, what's up, bro? Welcome to the Christian Bro Code Podcast, episode number five. This is the Men's Discipleship Podcast dedicated to adding value to your spiritual growth, and I am your host, Mario Escobedo. Hey, I want you to join the conversation. The Christian Bro Code isn't just me talking to you, just isn't me talking at you. It's meant to be a conversation, and we're, we're getting this going via a Facebook group, the Christian Bro Code Facebook group. So right now, you're probably working out or cutting the grass or driving or something, so you can't, you can't get to your computer. But the next time you're at your computer or whatever you use to access your Facebook, jump on to the the Facebook group, the Christian Bro Code Facebook group, or go to my website, marioescobedo.com. There's a link right there that says click here to join the conversation, and that'll take you directly to the Christian Bro Code Facebook group where we can join in some conversation. Want you to remind? I want to remind you that I'm recording in the real world. I don't. I don't do any editing, so you're going to hear all the mistakes and everything. And that's that's how I want it to be. It's a conversation, and conversations aren't always perfect. But I say that I'm recording in the real world so that if from time to time you hear kids screaming in the background, dogs barking, dishes and pots clanging, cars ba- passing by, it's just that I don't have a professional recording studio. I'm recording in a space in my house, and so hey, that's what Christian Bros do. We just power through through whatever distractions we have. So in this episode, we know that temptation is not good, and it's not good to give in to temptation. So then why is temptation so hard to resist? Why are we like those kids, even though we're grown bros and we're mature and all that stuff? Why can it be so hard to resist temptations? We know that giving in to a temptation isn't good. It's, it, it's going to lead to sin. I mean, that's what temptation does. And if we know that, and we've suffered the consequences in the past of giving in to temptations, why is it still so difficult sometimes to resist temptations? And I know that when we talk about temptations, our minds immediately go to like sexual stuff. And, and for, you know, that's, that's real. I mean, I'm not, not knocking that. That's, that's real. But there are all kinds of temptations that we face on a daily basis. Temptations to lie, to be dishonest in other ways, maybe to be less than honest with our wives or with our children, our coworkers, our boss. There are all kinds of temptations that we face every day. And the reality is that we probably know as Christian bros that giving into temptation is not a good thing, yet we struggle with temptation and we struggle with giving into temptation. And so what I want to talk to you about are two reasons that I think it's so hard to resist temptation, two reasons. And before we get into those two reasons, I want to define some terms because we're going to, I'm going to be using two terms that are important to this conversation, and I think we need to understand the difference between these two terms as we progress in this conversation. So before I get into the two reasons of why I think it's so hard to resist temptations sometimes, let me define two terms for you. The first term I want to define is a trial, okay, a life trial, a difficulty that you're going through in life. That, that's a trial. Here's how I understand, or here's how I defined a trial. A trial is a difficult situation that God allows you to go through in order to strengthen your faith, to, to mature you, or to advance you to the next level, to kind of move you from where you are to where God wants you to be. A trial does that for you. So the entire purpose, the, the intention of a trial, and the reason God allows trials to come to our lives is because it's for our growth. It's going to move us. It's going to advance us from where we are to where he wants us to be. So that's that's a trial, right? It's a difficult situation, but it's, it's, it's intended to advance you, strengthen your faith, mature you, move you on to the next level. That's a trial. Now, 
The second term I want to define is the, the term that we're talking about here. It's a temptation. A temptation is an attempt to get you to sin. That is to do something that that God does not approve of, some kind of sin. And the whole point of a temptation or the, the, the purpose of a temptation is to get you to sin in order to tear down your faith and set you back in your spiritual growth. So notice the difference between a trial and a temptation. The purpose of a trial is to get you to advance in your faith. And the purpose of a temptation is actually to get you to, to you know, it's to set you back in your spiritual growth or in your spiritual faith. Understand this, being tempted is not a sin. We're all going to be tempted. It's it's not a sin to be tempted. You're not, you're not sinning if you're being tempted. The problem happens when you commit the sin, you're being tempted to commit. That, that's where the sin happens. That's the problem right there. But in and of itself, being tempted is, is not a sin. That's not the problem right there. Now, I find it interesting that whether we're dealing with a trial or with a temptation, which have two different purposes, a trial, again, is to build your faith, a temptation is intended to tear down your faith, regardless of what you're dealing with, the outcomes of either one can be the same. It all depends on how you respond to a trial or a temptation. Here's what I mean. If you, if you overcome a trial, you come out at the other end with a strengthened faith, more mature. You've advanced. You've grown. When you overcome a trial, you, you grow. The same thing happens, though, with a temptation. When you overcome a temptation, you also come out at the other end with a strengthened faith. You, you grow just in the same way as you do when you go through a trial. Now, notice this. If you fail in a trial, you come out at the other end with a weakened faith. And the same thing happens when you fail or you give in to a temptation, you come out with a weakened faith. The difference is in how you respond to a trial or to a temptation. The, entire, the, the difference is your response. They both have different purposes or different motives. One is to build you up, but if you don't respond appropriately to that, which is a trial, it can actually weaken you. A temptation is intended to tear you down, but if you respond appropriately to that, you rely on God, uh, you rely on other bros to help you out, then you can resist that temptation and come out at the other end of that temptation having grown and with a strengthened faith. So they have different purposes, but they can produce the same or the same outcomes, and it all depends on your response to that trial or the temptation. Now, having defined those terms and having a, a better understanding of a trial versus a temptation, I come back to this question. If we know that temptation and giving in to temptation isn't good for us, why is it so hard to resist temptation? And here's the first reason, and it's, it's an obvious reason. You already, I'm sure you already know this, but the first reason it's so hard to resist temptation is because they're so darn attractive. They're appealing. They, they promise some kind of pleasure or satisfaction. They promise something that at some level you want it, you, you crave it, you desire it. And even though you know it's bad, bad for you, bad for your spiritual walk, bad for your relationship with God, that spiritual nature that still resides in us, 
it still makes us want that. It still makes us want us to to yearn after that, to want that. And that's why temptations are hard to resist. You know, it's still part of our sinful nature to want to give in to sin at times. And let's be honest, temptations are attractive for different reasons. They may promise to satisfy a a sexual need or a sexual want or an emotional, mental, physical want or need. They can promise some they promise some kind of pleasure, some sort of satisfaction. And because of that, they're very appealing. They're very attractive. If temptations weren't appealing, if they weren't attractive, then we wouldn't have any problems with them. We, we wouldn't we wouldn't struggle with them because it wouldn't be something that we would see as being able to offer us some sort of satisfaction or joy or pleasure or whatever. But in and of themselves, just by their very nature, temptations are they're pleasurable. I mean, they they promise, they're attractive, they're appealing. And we we sometimes, you know, we start thinking not the way we should. We're not led by the by the spirit, or we're not led by by our maturity, and and we we don't see beyond the consequences of falling into the temptation. We just see the pleasure of the moment. And so, the first reason temptations are so hard to resist is because they're attractive, they're appealing, they promise some kind of pleasure, and it can be very hard to resist them because of that. Now, the second reason. The second reason temptations are hard to resist. Now, uh, you, you might have to think about this for just a second, but you're going to see that it makes sense, and I'm going I'm to walk you through this in just a little bit. But the second reason a temptation is hard to resist is this. A temptation sometimes looks like a solution to the trial you're going through. This is why I wanted to distinguish and and, and define the two terms. Uh, Note the difference between a trial and a temptation. For this reason right here, the second reason a temptation is hard to resist, because a temptation can sometimes look like a solution to the trial you're going through. Now, let me give you an example. And I'm sure if if you thought about it just a little bit, you might even want to hit the pause button on this podcast just to let that sink in a little bit. Maybe think of some times when you were being tempted to do something. And and if you think about it, you'll you'll probably begin to see that I'm making sense here when I say that a temptation sometimes looks like a solution to a trial that you're going through. Now again, let, let me give you an example from from my own life. Uh, several years ago, uh, when I was in school, I was in college, I was married, I had a young daughter. And uh, stuff stuff was tough, financially speaking. Stuff was tough. And I remember one time in particular that I went to the grocery store. My wife had given me a list of things that I needed to pick up. And among those things were diapers. So I go to the grocery store and I pack everything in there. And you know how the, the grocery store carts, they have the main basket, but then they have that little thing on the bottom where you could put um, water or bigger items or diapers. Well, I put everything in the grocery cart that my wife had asked for. And then I got the diapers and I put the diapers on that bottom part of the grocery cart. And so I go in line and I get everything out of the cart and I pay for everything. And it wasn't until I got to my van that I realized that I hadn't been charged for the diapers. They were on the bottom part of the cart. So I didn't see them. I forgot they were there. And the cashier didn't see them either. She you know, took it in good faith that I had given her everything. And so they rung me up, uh, gave me my receipt. I paid and I left, got to the van and I'm unloading everything. And I, I see the diapers and I say, ah, oh, I didn't pay for the diapers. And I got to tell you, I, 
I was tempted. I was tempted to leave. For, for a few seconds, I was thinking, it's not my fault. That, that cashier, she should have been more careful. She should have asked me to check my cart. She should have asked me, did I get everything out? But, but she didn't. That's her job. It was, it was her mistake. She messed up. And man, you know, diapers are expensive. And, and when you're struggling financially, it just feels as if diapers are more expensive when you're going through some financial struggles. And so at that moment, I was going through this financial trial. And we were really hurting for money. I was going through this financial trial. And that temptation of not paying for the diapers, that temptation to be dishonest, that temptation to steal from the store at first blush, looked like a solution to the trial I was going through. It was like, man, I can save 25 bucks right here. It, I, I, no one will ever know. I, I'm by myself. Nobody's ever going to know. I can save $25. You, you, at that time, do you know what $25 meant to us? It meant a lot. And at that very moment, going through that financial trial, that temptation to be dishonest, that temptation to steal looked a whole lot like a solution to the trial I was going through. I can save some bucks. I, I'm sure at some point I probably said or thought something like, hallelujah, God provided. Oh, God is so good. And he, he provided because that temptation to steal, to be dishonest, it looked a whole lot like a, a, a solution or at least a, a help to the financial trial that we were going through at that moment. Now, fortunately, I, I kind of just recovered and I said, no, no, that, that's not the right thing to do. And I went back in and I, I paid for the diapers. And I learned something at, the, at that moment. And as I reflect on that experience, on that situation, I, I realized that it's very easy to be fooled. It, it can be very easy to be fooled when you're going through a trial and you're faced with the temptation. It can be very easy to be fooled into thinking that it's God's way of solving the trial that you're going through. Or it's God's way of helping you out in the trial that you're going through. But listen to this. Don't be fooled in those situations because God will never give you a solution to a problem or to a trial that goes against what he's already said in his word. Now, God demands honesty from his children. Jesus demands honesty from, from Christ followers. We're not to steal. We're not to lie. We're not to do all those things. So when we see a solution or a supposed solution present itself, and it looks like something that we know goes contrary to God's word, what he's already said in his word, we can be assured that it's a temptation. It's not a solution to the trial. And it can be tricky because those temptations can look like a solution to the trial that you're going through. And so in your case, it could be something, maybe it's, it, it is something financial. And you would say something like, man, we're hurting at home and, and at work, we've got all this stuff that, that I could use at home. And you know what? They'll never miss it. They'll never miss it at work. I can take this or that and, and they won't miss it. I, I can, maybe something like what happened to me has happened to you where you walked out of the store innocently, not, not doing it on purpose, but you walked out with an item that you didn't pay for and you could think, man, no one will ever know. And boy, this would be a help. And you're tempted to be dishonest. You're tempted to steal. You're tempted to do something that goes against what you know God has spoken against 
in his word. Don't be fooled. That temptation, it may look like a solution or even a partial solution to the trial that you're going through, but it's not. It's a temptation. And it's an opportunity for you to overcome that temptation so that you can grow, so that you can be strengthened, so that you can advance, you can add value to your spiritual growth, so that you can move from where you are to where God wants you to be. Don't be fooled by those temptations. And it it can happen in, in just so many different areas of our lives. Just think about sexual sins and sexual temptations. If you're, if you're, if you're lonely, whether you know, you might be you might be single and you know you're you're, you're lonely you you want a girl pornography on the internet is a temptation because it it promises to fill that loneliness it it promises to alleviate that loneliness it's a temptation for you to give in to something that God has spoken against in his word, that, that sexual promiscuity or that sexual activity outside of the, the bond of marriage. God has spoken against those types of activities. And so you have this opportunity in front of you and, and, and you say, no one's going to know about this. It's, it's innocent. Uh, you know, I'm not even married. But look, that temptation looks like a solution to your trial of loneliness. But don't be fooled. It's not. Any temptation, understand this, any temptation, no matter how innocent or how small it may seem, any temptation to give into a sin has the potential to bring you down completely. There's no such thing as a safe temptation. There's no such thing as a safe sin. Any sin that you are tempted to commit has the potential to bring you down all the way down. So if you're if you're a single guy and and you're you're struggling with that temptation, it's 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 a fraud. It's not real. That temptation to access those kinds of websites or to go into those kinds of of Facebook pages or whatever YouTube channels, whatever, it may look like a solution to the trial of loneliness that you're going through, but it's not. It's a temptation intended to get you to sin, intended to tear down your spiritual life, and ultimately it will lead to death. And this applies to us as married men as well. Because you, you know as well as I do, <laughs> that things can, in a marriage, things can, can cool down sometimes. You know, if we're being honest, bros, things can cool down sometimes in the romance department. You know, you've got kids, they're running around all over the place. They get up earlier than you do. By the time it's time to go to bed and you'd like to be romantic or intimate with your wife, the both of you are just so tired. And so things... Unfortunately, if if you're not taking care of of that romantic part of your marriage, things can begin to cool down and you can begin to feel some emotional and even physical distance from your wife. And so you you say, well, I'm, I'm a bro. I've got certain needs. And what harm is it going to do if I just kind of browse over to this website over here? It, you know, the, the girls aren't fully naked. You know, they're wearing bikinis or it's just topless. What, what harm is it going to do? I'm, I've got needs, right? And so you, you visit those websites in the hopes of filling that emotional emptiness or that emotional distance that you, that you feel between you and your wife, that lack of physical intimacy. And in a sense, you could say that your, your marriage at that point is going through a trial. Sometimes that trial is called kids. <laughs> it's called work. It's just called life. 
and and it could look like visiting those websites or seeing those kinds of pictures is a solution to that marriage trial that you're going through. But again, don't be fooled. It's not. It's not the solution that you're looking for. It's it's the it's a it's a fraud. It's going to lead to some very negative consequences in your life and in your marriage. And ultimately, as you continue to give into those kinds of temptations, it's going to lead to spiritual death. Do not be fooled. There is no such thing as a temptation that is the solution to a trial that you're going through. It doesn't exist. If God has spoken against it in his word, then he's not going to present it to you as a solution to a trial that you're going through. Don't give into those temptations they will end up being your downfall. And I'll, I'll repeat this again. There is no such thing as a safe temptation. There's no such thing as a small or a safe sin. Any temptation that leads to any sin, regardless of how innocent or small it may seem, has the potential to bring you down. Don't give in. What do you do in that situation? What do you do when you're struggling with with temptation and with giving into temptation? Listen, we, we take a we take up the play out of James chapter one where he just tells us to persevere. In the middle of trials, in the middle of temptations, you persevere, you bro up, just persevere. And a lot of times what you need in order to persevere is the help of other bros. You you need you need some other bros who are going to help you in those times of temptation. You need those other bros who are going to stand with you. They're going to pray with you. They're going to lock arms with you, and they're gonna they're gonna keep you standing when you can't stand anymore. Sometimes they're going to persevere for you when you can't persevere anymore, and that's going to give you just enough of what you need to kind of get the motor going again, and you be able to persevere when you're encountering those situations of temptation. Persevere. Stand strong. Ask God for wisdom, is what James tells us to do. Ask God for wisdom, and he will present the solution for you to endure and resist that temptation that you're going through. And I want you I want you to have this illustration or this analogy in your mind as we're talking about perseverance. I'm sure that you've seen boxing matches. You've probably seen MMA fights. And you know that when you're when you're fighting, when you're you're in the boxing ring, it's so important for a boxer to keep his hands up. If he doesn't keep his hands up, he's going to get knocked out. And at the beginning of the fight, the beginning of the match, both boxers, I mean, they're, they're fresh, they're strong, they're ready. And you see them that they have no problems keeping their hands up, keeping their guard up, right? They've got no problems. It's the beginning of the fight. But as the, as the rounds wear on, you know, you go round to round to round, fatigue starts to set in. The longer the fight lasts, the more tired the boxer gets and the harder it is to keep his hands up. But if he drops his guard, he's going to get dropped. He has to keep his arms up. He has to keep his guard up. And and in, in our case as Christian bros, the longer the trial goes on, the easier it's going to be for us to let our guard down. The longer we're going through that life trial, the easier it becomes to put our guard down. And here's, here's what I, I, I need to tell you. When you're going through a trial, keep your hands up. Keep your guard up. Here's, here's, what, here's what I mean. When you're going through a trial, you need to be extra vigilant. You need to be extra careful. You need to be on the lookout because when you're going through a trial, I think that you're more vulnerable to falling into a temptation when you're going through a trial. 
Why? Because of the second reason that we're talking about. Because a temptation sometimes looks like a solution to the trial that you're going through. So if, if there's a trial that you're going through in your life and it, it's wearing on, it's just going and going and going, man, that's the moment when you need to grow up. That's the moment when you need to have this, this awareness, this knowledge. Hey, this trial is beginning to wear on me. I need to be extra vigilant. I need to, I need to read a little bit more of the word. I need to strengthen myself in the word. I need to strengthen myself in in prayer. I need to strengthen myself in, in worship. I better not skip church because that's where I'm getting spiritually fed. That's that's where I'm being strengthened. That's where I'm seeing other bros. Man, I'm going through a trial right now in my life, in my marriage, at work, wherever it is. And and I need to be extra vigilant. I need to keep my guard up because I recognize that as the longer uh the longer a trial wears on, the easier it's gonna be for me to put my guard down the harder it's going to be for me to keep my guard up. And bro, let me tell you, trials have a way of wearing us down, spiritually speaking. They have a way of wearing us down, and it become it can become very easy to put your guard down, and bam, before you know it, you've fallen into a temptation. So if you're going through a trial, you need to know that it can be easier to give into a temptation because that temptation will sometimes look like a solution to the trial you're going through. So be on guard. You know, we always have to be vigilant. We always have to be on guard when we're going through temptations or just in life in general uh, uh, regarding temptations. But when we're going through a trial, man, I, I just I, I've come to learn that those trials can wear you down and it can become easier to fall into a temptation. Keep that guard up. Don't bring down that guard. Keep it up. That way you can still defend yourself against those temptations when they come your way. All right, bro. That's it for this episode. And I hope this added value to your spiritual growth. If it did, and I, I'm sure it did, I hope it did, what I want you to do is I want you to share this on your social media accounts, whether it's Instagram, Facebook, wherever. Just go ahead and, and share this and share it with another bro. Maybe it'll add value to his spiritual growth as well. And like I said at the top of the episode, I want you to join the conversation. I want you to go to the Facebook group. You can access that via my website, marioescobedo.com. And you can click on the button that says click here to join the conversation. That way we can uh, start helping each other out in these conversations as a Christian bro code community. Also, you can join my mailing list. Go to marioescobedo.com. You'll see ways that you can join my mailing list. Definitely definitely subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. When you do that, when you leave a review and when you rate and when you subscribe, you're making it easier for other bros to find this podcast. And again, I'm asking you to subscribe, to rate, and to review. And when I ask for a review, I'm not asking you to leave a good review. I'm asking you to leave an honest review. If it's a thumbs down, then give me a thumbs down. If it's a one star, then give it a one star. No biggie. I'm asking for an honest review. Now, in the upcoming episode, in this episode, we talked about temptation and being aware of its danger, especially when you're going through a trial. In the next episode, I'm going to share with you some strategies, some proven strategies to overcome and to resist temptations. All right, bro. I'll catch you later.